listeners. You don't need to be told that you're listening, but perhaps you need to be told what you're listening to, and that is an issue that I can and will clear up for you immediately. You're listening to One Man's World with Daniel Lampley, the world's most prolific artist, and I am Daniel Lampley, the world's most prolific artist. Let me explain something to you. I make more art than anyone else in the world, hence my title, okay? My title is not merely empty pageantry. It means something. Did you know that in every single culture, the entire world over, more is better? It's true, and I make the most art. So, listeners, you do the math. But Daniel, you moan, I'm not a math person. My favorite subject in school was recess. First of all, I don't laugh because that joke is so old. Second of all, I do the math for you. If more is better and I make the most art, then I'm the best artist. That's just math. You can't argue with math, listeners, and if you try, you get embarrassed, especially if other people are there to witness it, and especially if someone surreptitiously films it and puts it online and there's a viral meme about you arguing with math. That's just facts, straight up. Right, Yesman? He's nodding his head in agreement. He agrees with the facts, as any right-thinking person would. You can't argue with facts. That's like arguing with math. Arguing with facts is like arguing with math. In both cases, you become a universally derided viral meme on the internet. Right, Yesman? Again, he nods in agreement. Again. His head moves up and down on his thin neck, the universal gesture meaning yes. Perhaps I should explain. I'm hesitant to talk too much about it because it was overall an unseemly and sordid event, but just so you understand why Yesman is communicating only in nods of assent today, I'll explain. Last week, as many of you heard, Scott Orlig, a formerly regular guest on One Man's World, mounted a surprise assault on the studio. We didn't know that such an assault was even possible because we all thought Scott's broken legs were, at best, still in the process of healing very, very slowly. We were unprepared. He deceived us all and caught us completely unawares. Anyway, in the ensuing melee, Yesman was tragically trampled by someone. It doesn't matter who trampled Yesman, because it was Scott who incited the panic. So all of Yesman's injuries are Scott's fault, regardless of whose feet actually did the trampling, whether they were Scott's feet, Yesman's own feet, or perhaps even my feet. So now Yesman's head is wrapped in bandages and he can't speak. But he can sit in his usual chair, and he can hear just fine, right Yesman? He's nodding his head yes. So there you have it. Yesman can hear just fine. (laughs) He's still nodding. I appreciate the enthusiasm, Yesman. Yes, I do appreciate all that nodding. So this week on One Man's World, my guest, as you've no doubt surmised, is Yesman. And that's it. My only guest. The only guest I need. Well, not really need. I don't need any guests. But I've chosen to have Yesman, and I certainly don't need anyone other than him or him. But he is here, needed or not. But he's not needed, but he is here. And Scott is not here. No one knows where Scott is, actually. But the police are looking for him. So if you have any information as to his whereabouts, you can contact the station or just call the cops yourself. He's a quote-unquote missing person. But who's really missing him, right? (laughs) Also, there is, again, no sponsor this week, so I, again, am paying for this show out of my own pocket, and Bailey's Butcher Shop has threatened me with a lawsuit. 
I'm not even supposed to be mentioning them right now or saying anything about their meat, service, cleanliness, honesty, attractiveness of employees, or sensitivity to constructive criticism, which is probably a good thing because I'm sure if I did talk about those things, I'd have nothing but bad things to say about them, and then the angry phone calls and emails would start up, and again, that would be just... Would that gross you out too, Yesman? It'd be as unpleasant as paying too much for a pork shoulder from a butcher shop, taking it home, unwrapping it, and finding it to be gray and mushy and putrid smelling. Right, Yesman? Look at him nod. Just look at him nod in a way that clearly means yes. So, no sponsors, one guest, but I'm here. I'm still here, and that is what matters most to you, listeners. I'm here, and I'm here to talk about my art, as always. You all know as well as I do that this show has always been about one thing for me, in-depth, illuminating discussions of my art. That's it. That's how it was originally conceived. That's what it has been. That's what it still is. And that's what it will continue to be for many years to come. Yesman is over here nodding along as I speak, and I know that you at home are doing so as well, listeners. Thank you all for your nods. So, with that established, let's discuss today's art. It's called Lost Art, and I'm very excited about it. You see, Lost Art is the purest possible art. It is the most pure art in the world, the purest art of all time. I'll explain. Lost Art can be anything, a painting, a song, a poetic monologue. The important thing is that I neither create it nor perform it for anyone. No audience at all, no recording devices, nothing. It exists in the moment, for me and only me. And then... When it has concluded, I completely destroy the art so that no trace of it remains, and then I take a drug which erases my recent memory so that I have no recollection of the art whatsoever. At which point, the art is fully and completely lost. Truly lost. It's as if it never existed at all. Or is it? Does its brief existence, about which no one on earth knows a single detail, still in some way matter? I don't know. You don't know. We can't know. All we know is that, whatever it was or was not, it's gone now. It's lost forever. It's lost art. I'm not even sure how many times I've created lost art, or if I've ever fully completed a lost art project, or if, when I've created lost art, I've simply executed the same concept over and over every time, painted the same painting and destroyed it, written the same poem, recited it and destroyed it. I have no idea. That's how lost it is. And I think that's beautiful. The purity untarnished by misunderstanding, or faulty interpretation, or limited perspective, or even my own imperfect memory. Art for art. The art of art. Perhaps one day, the art will come back to me in a dream, but even then, I won't know for certain whether or not it's a ghost of a memory, or merely a fabrication of my subconscious mind. Lost art can never be found. Lost art stays lost. If you would like to commission me to create a piece of lost art, contact me and we will discuss pricing. Bear in mind that you will in no way, shape, or form receive anything in exchange for your money, not even the assurance that I actually created some lost art. That, as they say, is the nature of the beast, right, Yesman? Is that what they say? He's nodding. Yesman, you love the idea of lost art, right? The purity? The exquisite, pristine purity? Wow, that is some nodding, Yesman. You must really think that lost art is brilliant. <laughs> I didn't think his nodding could get any more impassioned, listeners, but it has. Somehow, somehow, it has. Am I right to assume that you don't have 
Any further questions about Lost Art, Yesman? Okay, he's nodding. So I am right to assume that. And you definitely don't need any further clarification about the details of Lost Art? Nodding, nodding. Do you, Yesman, think that Lost Art is an insightful commentary on not only art, but also artists as human beings, artists as agents of the extranatural, time, mortality, consumerism, and many, many other important things, some of which have probably never before been addressed by any other art in the history of the world? He's still just nodding away over here, listeners. Honestly, he's been locked in a continuous nod since he got here. I don't think I've ever seen such thorough agreement between two different entities in my life as I'm seeing here today between me and Yesman. He literally has not stopped nodding at any point during this show. Only the intensity of the nodding has changed, waxing and waning throughout the ebb and flow of the conversation. But agreement, expressed without shame or reservation, has not ceased. His head may have been trampled when he foolishly decided to lose his footing in the middle of the doorway while people were trying to move quickly in an effort to escape Scott's psychotic wrath, but Yesman's neck is clearly still in peak condition, and if his neck were damaged, I'm sure he'd find another way to agree with me. It's like, it's almost like we share a mind sometimes. Scott, if you're listening... Wherever you are, listen, I don't need you on the show. That's obvious, but come back. Come back on the show. I won't press any charges, I promise. I'll pay you, even if you're boring. You can keep Skyping in from home, even though your legs work now. Or you can come to the studio, either way. I'm not saying the show's worse without you. No, it's just a lateral move. It's different, but just come back. You you really want to live in your car like a wild animal? like a wild animal that owns a car and knows how to drive it? Your ex wants to know where you are, Scott. She keeps calling me. Is it possible she just wants to berate you some more? Of course. Likely, even. But that doesn't mean she's not worried about you. Perhaps she wants to berate you because she's worried about you. We know it's not money she's after. That much we do know, because you have none. How are you going to buy food on the run with no money, Scott? You're like an animal that knows how to exchange money for food, but can't because it possesses no money. You're alone, Scott. We're, wherever you are, you're all alone. Maybe you're imagining that your ex is there with you, sitting next to you, agreeing with you, but without making much noise. Maybe no noise at all. And it's not that you're insane. No, you know she isn't there, but you're just using your imagination because it's comforting. It makes you feel less alone. I don't know. I don't know what that's like, obviously, but just... Just come back, Scott. Do you think Scott should come back, Yesman? Not for me or for the good of the show, but for his own good? He's nodding, Scott. Yesman's nodding his head yes. This has been One Man's World with Daniel Lampley, the world's most prolific artist. I'm Daniel Lampley, the world's most prolific artist. We'll be back after the news and the weather. Right, Yesman? And still he nods, each nod affirming, nay, guaranteeing that we will be back. You hear that, Scott? You hear what I'm saying right now? We're, we're not going away, so you might, you, might as well, you might as well join us, Scott. Listen, Scott, Yesman's not really here. I know how much you hate him. He drives you crazy. I know. Oh, I know exactly how you feel about Yesman. 
but he isn't here. I sent him away. I fired him. I sent him and his beady eyes and his shameless self-promotion far, far away. I've just been pretending he's here this whole time as, well, as an art project. In fact, last I heard, he had recovered from the trampling enough to say the word yes. He wasn't only communicating with nods anymore. But that doesn't matter because he's no longer welcome on this show. So when you come back, it'll be just like old times. Just you and me, man to man, talking about my art projects. Stripped down, bare bones, minimalist. Let's do it right, Scott. I know you're listening, Scott. I know you hear me. <laughs> 